that's fucking football right there, none of that pansyastic tugging smile for the camera bullshit. We win together we celebrate together. Football is back baby. Welcome back to the Goalpost Gambling Podcast. Nick V alongside Big Money Justin here with you guys as we near the Thursday night kickoff of the NFL Week 4. It's Week 4, isn't it? Already? Stop. I mean, it's it's not Week 5, is it? Because I think college is a week ahead. College is entering. We're talking about the NFL. We're talking about, we're talking about Week 4, yeah. But it, it, okay, it is entering Week 4. Yes. thought so. Because no, teams update. are... We know that because the Bears are 0-3. You can just count the losses, and then that tells you what week is upcoming, right? Yeah, that here you go. That that's how you do it. It's like know? a sundial calendar, right? You just look at look at Chicago's loss column. You know, I I I'm doing this, and I feel like I don't have a sense of identity. I lost my debit card earlier. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever lost a, a credit well, or debit you, card? If you follow my betting history, you know that I don't lose anything. Mmm. That's that goes goes crazy, man. Very real. I I don't know. It, it feels like feels like a piece of me is missing. You've never lost your license or anything? No, nothing. Wow. No license, no debit card, no spread, no total. It's crazy, though, because you, you keep all your keys separate. You don't, like, keep them all together on one key ring. And yet, I'm the one that loses stuff. I got the... See, I got the successful gambling gene, and you got the keeping track of your things gene. Well, hey, you, I play straights, and I, I keep track of it, and you play parlays, put it all together, and so somehow I lose it. It is, it is what it is. Uh, we had a phenomenal week three of NFL action. Phenomenal if you're not the Bears, Saints. The Bears just catching strays. No, I, I was going to go on a long. list. Bears, Saints, Vikings, um, Broncos, Cowboys, Jets, Commanders. A lot of... A lot of tough losses. A lot of tough teams starting out here in rough positions. Throw the Jags in there too. God, a lot, a lot of negativity. But let's cut through the negativity. Give me your three stars of the week. Who's your Who's your third star? My third star is going to a man who had three sacks on Sunday, Kyle Hamilton, the safety for the Ravens, flying through that B gap. Tying the record for the most amount of sacks for DB in a single game. The Ravens defense has been pretty impressive, although their weakness of not being able to close out games as a team showed itself against the Colts. They lose in overtime. Defense has been pretty good, and Kyle Hamilton with a very impressive record-tying performance. Got to give him a star. So, so their defense has been impressive. Do you put any blame on Lamar Jackson here? Or is it just the overall management? Are you going hardball? Well, they did get a really tough break with a pass interference. Ravens fans will not let you forget that. Um, I can't put up very much on Lamar. I think some of it is game management, and some of it I I can't really point out. It just seems like sometimes just things unfold, unfortunately for the Ravens. But um, I think Ravens do do kind of miss having a really good possession receiver. Zay Flowers is a really good speed guy, but... They do kind of miss having that really good outside receiver sometimes. They get a tough third down, but uh, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I, I think I think you're on the money on this one. I'm going to Pittsburgh with my third star. K 
Kenny Pickett, Pickett is a guy that we kind of attributed a lot to misfortune in his rookie campaign, and we assumed a lot of these wrinkles would get ironed out in year two, but you know what? They haven't really. A lot of these interceptions still occurring, some uh, lack of game management or, or clutchness, but you know what? He is a gamer through and through. He is he is a tough dude, and he got them a huge win against the Raiders on the road in a, a pretty big spot in that late-night game. And this is one that really mattered. It is early, and it's a little early to check the standings, but Baltimore lost earlier in the day. They lose this. They're falling to 1-2 and two with Baltimore in a, a driver's seat, Cincy coming back to life, and the Browns looking survivable with Watson. So Kenny Pickett got it done. Very accurate. Uh, 16 of 28, 235, two touchdowns and no picks. You see that accuracy and decision-making on display there in his lack of turnovers in a game that could have very easily had been decided by an untimely pick. Who's your second? Second star is going to go to Justin Herbert. Uh, in this game, he completed like 40 out of 45 passes, something ridiculous like that. Um, just kind of showed why he's a top five quarterback. It's unfortunate he's in such a bad position with the Chargers. I really despise the the coaching of that team. But he is so much fun to watch, and he put on an absolute show beating the Vikings in a high-scoring game. And what's crazy about that line to me, 40-47, uh, 405 yards, three touchdowns, he's doing all this with the best running back in the game, the most yards of any running back for the Chargers in the game. Kelly having 11 carries for 12 yards, averaging like a yard and a twelfth per carry. When you have that little ground game with Eckler being out and Herbert still dominating, I mean, that shows you that's, that it is really something that's on his shoulders here. Yeah, Austin Eckler being out definitely does put damper on their offense. But even with Eckler in, my complaint about the Chargers for a long time is that they can't control games because they don't have an every down back. Mm. Even when Eckler is in there, he's not that kind of guy who can just run every single down. So, hey, Chargers got to be the number one franchise team on Madden. You boot up Madden, you want to fix that team because the potential there is being squandered. Squandering them. Uh, I'm going to go to the Texans in this one. Give me C.J. Stroud, number two. Love what Stroud did. Bryce Young is taking a beating behind that Carolina offensive line. He looks small. The game looks too fast for him. Could these things change? Of course. He could still be a franchise quarterback. We can't punt on a dude three weeks and an injury in. With that said, Richardson's injured. Young's injured. Not a lot's popping off with other guys in that rookie quarterback slot. C.J. Stroud is head and shoulders above now. 20 of 30, 280, two touchdowns, no picks, leads the Texans to a 37-17 demolition of the Jags, a game that he outdueled Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't really taken that step forward. So Stroud looking like the best quarterback out of the class by a mile right now. Richardson might have something to say when he gets healthy, but we've got to wait on that. So Stroud comes up clutch for the Texans, grab their first win, and do it by a ton. Who is your first star of the week? It's probably going to be the same as mine. The first star of the week is going to be Taylor. Oh, my God. 
Heineken. Oh, okay, 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 okay. No. You had me worried there for a minute. No, no, no. Heineken's doing a good job on the bench there, but... uh, (laughs) How is he doing a good job on the bench? He's uh, He's keeping it warm? He's keeping it warm. He's keeping the mood light. You know, he's a likable guy. You know, uh, shout out to him swapping a job. No, in all seriousness, the first star is going to go to the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wow. Led by a man, Josh Dobbs, who doesn't even... I'm sorry, who didn't even have mm. an NFL jersey until a couple of days ago. His t- TikTok account is pretty uh, pretty funny. He went to the team store, didn't have his jersey. They got that fixed, but uh, he's also a rocket scientist, and he's a winner of football games. What do you mean he's a rocket scientist? Uh, he he uh, That's his degree. Oh, really? Yeah. Like uh, uh, aerospace engineering? Or Something like, like that. He's, he's the smartest guy in the NFL, like by far. Oh, wow. Since uh, yeah, since there's no Andrew Luck, because nobody can really pose him. They don't. They don't put on your degree like bachelor's in rocket science. I know, but it's too it's too complicated for me to understand. So that's easier for me to say. I'm, I'm a football watcher, Nick. You're a football watcher. Yes, I am. Football observer. And I observed the Cardinals putting the beat down by, on the Cowboys. This wasn't a. This wasn't a. Hey, let's just. We know this team is better. Let's just get into the fourth quarter close and see what happens. This was a. No one's given us a single chance. These fans paid good money to be in these seats, and let's show them up. Let's show up those boys, and they did. They squashed them. Dops looked good. He was accurate at the football. Also, running around, really important to the offense. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from Josh Dobbs. I don't know if they if if uh, they even need Murray. You know, I'm a Murray hater, but the way Dobbs mm. is playing, like he hasn't been there for very long. It looks like he's he's fed in perfectly. This team plays hard. I'd rather have DTR. We'll, we'll wait and see. That is, I'm that is, saying, you know, I'm hey, the saying. Jets, Jets should go all out to get DTR. Honestly, they should. Uh, I don't think he's going to get a chance because Watson's starting to play a little bit better. But that's a whole nother issue. I'll go ahead and do it for us. Give me the entire Miami organization, seventy to twenty, almost beating or tying the the. What's the deal with the seventy three point record? Because you look it up in a lot of places, say 70 or 71 too. But there was a, a Washington game that went to 73 points. Was that just before Common Era, or why is that disregarded? Yeah, that was before Super Bowl Era. Also, PATs counted as two points. So, yeah, no, that's not true. But oh. it was before Super Bowl Era, so people kind of throw that out. I mean, th- that was... I mean, it's it's technically still NFL football, but like... But the helmets it were was soft. Like, yeah, I mean, you had guys that were literally plumbers running around there. Like, it's not, it's not even the same game, so it's not worth counting. So, in the Super Bowl era, the Dolphins could have broken the record as they liked to kick a field goal. But as Tua said, we don't want to humiliate anybody. Mm. It was a little too late for that. I think you've already done that. Yeah, don't want to, don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there. I, I, I gotta go Dolphins. It was just really dynamic. Their offense is super firepowered. They look excellent, and they demolished the Broncos in excruciatingly embarrassing fashion. I, I'm almost tempted to give McDaniel a worst of the week for not kicking the field goal. Like, like you're, you've already embarrassed them. What do you stand to lose? That's really going to seem ungentlemanly to break a record? 50, that's okay. 53, can't have it. Come on. Hey, show some class. It's not like, it, okay, like, if you were watching basketball and a dude was going, you know, to dribble it out, 
but he needed a three to break like record for threes in a night. Nobody would be mad if he took it like before the buzzer, right? That's kind of what this is. Like normally it's unsportsmanlike, sure, but given the circumstances, I think people are fine. I think that the Cardinals should have let him have it. Just, I think they just should. like just like Brett Favre laid down for Michael Strahan, the 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 Broncos should have said, Broncos. "Hey." The Broncos should have said, did I say Cardinals? You did. I'm sorry. Okay. The Broncos. You got that that Josh Dobbs, the jerseys imprinted on your mind. A team that's actually worse than the Cardinals should have said, hey, hey, you deserve this. Yes. We'll we'll help you kick it in. Like, Uh, worst of the week. Worst of the week. Give me your worst of the week. Bears. Okay, not Bears. Bears No, that's, that's, that's banned. Yeah, it's banned unless something crazy happens or it's like even worse than normal. Just assuming the Bears are already worse of the week. We don't really need to talk about let's, it. Let's set this as a rule. Mm-hmm. If Fields has th- three or more turnovers, they can earn it. Okay. That's fair. If he's under three turnovers, it doesn't count. Even okay. if they lose by a 50-piece. Sure. Um, worst of the week is kind of a worst of the week, but it's also kind of an extra best of the week. But I will say the Tennessee Titans getting absolutely smothered by the Browns' defense. The Browns' defense is extremely impressive. If you go game by game and see how they stop the run, that's really been a priority for Jim Schwartz, and they're doing an exceptional job at that. I think the Browns are becoming a sneaky team if Watson can keep playing like he has. But this is about the Titans. Derrick Henry rushes for 20 yards, under 2-yard average. That's their whole offense. And they're up against a team that can actually stop the run. They got nothing. At what point are they going to move on from Tannehill? DeAndre Hopkins looks pedestrian out there. And, you know, the the crazy thing is they've tried to move on from Tannehill for two years. And has anyone even mentioned Malik Willis this season? Is he on a practice yeah, squad I mean, or where is he? I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure if I, if I count, like, taking a late-round quarterback as, like, trying to, like, actively replace Tannehill. Well, they took... Philip Phil, Phil Rivers. They took him, though, as, as the heir apparent, and then they took uh, Will Levies. They did, but those picks kind of felt like, okay, we're rolling with Tannehill, but... If something goes wrong, we kind of have these guys. Like It never felt like to me that they were saying, hey, like we don't have a quarterback. And to me, it seems pretty clear. They don't have a quarterback. They have don't have an offensive identity besides Derrick Henry. And it's not the 1970s anymore, right? So, like, they got to blow this up. They got to they change this offense. This is not going to work. And signing DeAndre Hopkins from the catch, you know, 40 yards through the air and, and block, it, it's, not, it's not worth it. They got to change something. This was this was putrid. This was the Titans being exposed. This is why Titans. I think the Titans are gonna miss the playoffs. Um, I didn't like this showing at all. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair one. My worst of the week is probably going to go to the New Orleans quarterback, Jameis Winston. Oh, just absolutely miserable. They're playing a beatable Packers team in the first half. They made them look like the Packers we expected to see. Jordan Love was pretty miserable. There were some turnovers. He only had a 50% pass completion for the game, and it was way worse in the first half. No points. Defense did their job. Green Bay, no points. Saints, 17. Derek Carr gets hurt. Jameis Winston comes in. And then the script is flipped. Second half, Saints and Winston score no points and then allow an 18 piece for Green Bay in the fourth quarter. 
offense just couldn't stay on the field. It was just sad uh, how little production Jameis Winston gave them. Even that last drive, they could not get into uh, really close field goal range. And then their kicker, who's no longer Will Lutz, I don't know why they traded him, bricked the final field goal and the Titans, excuse me, the Packers were able to win by a single point and push on the game total. So at least that was nice, but it, it, it's unbelievable how little impact James Winston has in a positive way. And he looked great in the preseason. It looked like they had a really solid backup behind Carr who could, you know, we could see this happening to. So really disappointing. A lot of expectations on him as a backup. He gets to play and it's all trashed. Let's do some real or fake at this point. We've got a few good ones submitted for this week. Real or fake? The Cardinals, your Cardinals, are not a top three worst team in the league. I, I think that is... I think about the phrasing of the question. That's real. Mm. They're not one of the top three worst in the league. Okay, I got it right. They yes. are not. Um, and I was wrong. And I think we were all wrong about the Cardinals. Mm. I mean, we talked about it. We talked about the over-under two-and-a-half wins, whether you go winless, whatever. But I think, you know, maybe maybe this, you know, getting rid of Colt McCoy last second and bringing Josh Dobbs in, maybe it's actually a smart decision going against all all uh, all of our, our, our feelings and uh, traditional, you know, have a quarterback through training camp or preseason. Don't just sign a guy 10 days before a season. But they've made it work, and they play hard. They play a lot harder and a lot more structured than the Chicago Bears and the Denver Broncos and the New York Jets. They, um, at this point, you would include them in the top three worst teams. Are they top five worst teams? I'll say Bears-Broncos, I think nobody really contests that at this point. Mm. The Jets, without Rodgers, back to Wilson, they're basically the same as they were last year. No passing game. We'll see if Simeon improves things. I think Simeon will play at some point. That's another topic for later. But yeah, the current Jets are would be in the top five for sure. And then I got the Giants. Um, oh, Giants hate. The Giants did have that comeback win against the Cardinals, um, who I, I recently praised. But I am a pretty big Giants hater. I think their offense is really bad. Um, I need to find one more team. Give me... The Panthers. The Panthers, yeah. even with Andy Dalton, a little bit better than, than Bryce Young. Panthers are still so young and just, they need a lot of help. They need a lot of time. This team just isn't ready to play football in the big leagues. Hmm. Here's another real or fake for you. The Vikings and Bears, I believe, will face off in week six. That game will be a matchup of O and five teams. Real or fake? Um, who, uh, no, I think that is fake. Um, I think that's a matchup between an 0 and 5 team and 1 and 4 team. I think they're both pretty bad. However, I do think the Vikings will take, uh, the game over the Panthers. Um, they're lucky enough to have the Carolina on their schedule coming up this week, which we will preview at some point. But yeah, both bad teams. And I think the Bears, spoiler alert, I think the Bears will be 0 and 6 after that game. I'm looking at uh, Chicago's schedule, okay? 
They play the Broncos and they play the Commanders, two bottom teams in the league, and they are not favored in either of those. The Panthers game is the only one that the Vikings are favored in in the stretch of two. They are not favored against the Chiefs after they play the Panthers. Could very well be, like you're saying. Looking at the broader Bears schedule, they are getting points in every single matchup for the rest of the season except for the 24th of December when they will lay three at home against the Cardinals. That could flip. Hey, good. Hey, can you bet that line right now? I mean, get get it while you can. Plus three Cardinals. Bears fans are looking to unwrap a Caleb Williams jersey on Christmas. That one's going to be interesting, though, because by that point, it's going to be serious tank mode. We'll have to... Cardinals ain't tanking. Oh Cardinals God. are not tanking. Yeah, but if they if things go bad, they will. I don't know if it makes that a surprise. It will have happened. The Bears aren't running the tables right now. You I'm think serious. so? The Bears aren't running the table. They might. That could be they worth a might. bet. Yeah. That could be worth something. Real or fake, Kenny Pickett is a franchise quarterback. This one, this one pains me a little bit. Mm. I'll admit it. Because I like Pickett, and I want him to do his thing, and I think he kind of fits in. But um, nothing to do with hand size after all these years. Nothing to do with hand size. Just, and I know a lot of people want to blame Matt Canada, and I do a little bit. Um, and Najee certainly is running like the best running back in the league. But Kenny Pickett is just too inconsistent for me. Not enough pop. Um, it's just like, it feels like he plays the game like he's got like five downs. And he just can't move the chains. And not saying anything special from Kenny Pickett that feels like, okay, we really need to invest in this guy. I've been waiting for him. You know, I felt like this year would be a good year for him to take that leap and get a little bit better. I haven't seen it so far. The Steelers' defense, it seems like they win games because their defense finds a way to score points, not the offense. So I'm kind of cold on Kenny Pickett right now, unfortunately. They play the Texans next week. Would you rather have Stroud building for the future? Stroud? Ah, it's so early, mm. but Stroud has shown me flashes that I'm not sure if I've ever seen from Kenny Pickett. I'm very excited about Stroud. I think we all are. I would say he's doing more with less. He's 78 yeah. of 121, 900 yards, four touchdowns to Pickett's 62 of 104, 689, four TDs, and three picks. Stroud has not thrown an NFL interception yet, and he's not throwing to guys like Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. I, I just started thinking about CJ yeah. Stroud. With George Pickens, that'd be kind of crazy. That would, if you're a Steelers fan, you would love that, I think, or at least in theory. Okay, few more here. Real or fake? Cincinnati can compete for a Super Bowl this year. They just got their first win, a very close win, but a win nonetheless on Monday night against the Rams. A little Super Bowl revenge game. Do you think that they can compete for a Super Bowl this year if Burrow gets healthy? I think the answer is the same as the the past couple of years. It's yes, and they're going to keep us on our toes. But I think it's yes. I think that I don't know, I don't know how or why, but it always feels like they start sluggish and eventually they figure it out. And it's like when it's playoff time, they just hit their peak. Like I think it, like they just hit their peak, and it just feels like if, okay, if they can get into the playoffs, Joe Burrow can do his thing, and, and they got a shot. Offensive line continues to be a concern, like it always has been, but. Hey, they almost won a Super Bowl with, with kind of the same level offensive line. Burrow's going to heal up, like you said. I don't know about you, but I, I definitely feel like they have a chance. They were my pick before the season started, and uh, I think it's like a chance. They could certainly get in as a wild card and be pretty dangerous in that spot. Have you seen the futures 
what odds they are to make the playoffs? To win the whole darn thing, they are 1,700, which I guess is reasonable. I don't hate those odds. Sure. To make the playoffs, um, you're going to have to to lay minus 134 juice. And it's not I'm, bad. No, I don't hate that either. Because who, who's going instead of them? You know? Right, yeah, we're talking about half the league getting in, basically. Yeah. Almost. So, so if if it ended today, who would it be? Yeah, I don't know. You're going to have to hit me with the, it's a the research too, on that one. Yeah, it's a little too early to tell. But just looking at, at standings, you know, is it going to be New England? New is England? Is it going to be uh, Jacksonville or um, the Raiders or Chargers? Like, who? Like, these are, you've got a few wild cards that are definitely going to happen. Miami and Buffalo are both making it. Pittsburgh and Baltimore both making it. Texans plus four ninety. Look out. Texans could, but I think they win the division. I think the Colts fall off the planet. Well, okay. If the Texans win the division, you cash the four ninety. Okay. To make the playoffs. That's that actually might be a good good future delay. I'm I'm curious about that. I'm future curious. Um, I think I think that's all the questions we had. That was all the fan mail. That's all the fan mail, as far as I can tell. As far as I can tell, send us your questions, real or fake questions, via goalpostgambling at gmail.com. DM us on Twitter. Well, formerly X. known as Twitter. X, formerly known as Twitter. People, people keep saying that. X, formerly known as Twitter. Every article I read says that. I wonder when we're going to start just saying X. I think people are waiting for it to just go back and Elon to be like, it was a joke. DM us, email us your questions, your real or fakes, and we will answer them on here. I think that that's all we we had for today. Let's look at our week five. Our we- <laughs> week five. Our week four. Our week four matchup between the Lions and the Packers. I'm I'm just ready to to move on. This is an interesting matchup because. The Lions are maybe a little worse than we thought, and the Packers are a little better than we thought. This game's going to be in Lambeau. Detroit laying one and a half as a road favorite here. They're coming off a big win against Atlanta. Only blemish for them was an overtime loss against the Seahawks at home. Green Bay, that cheesy win against New Orleans and Jameis Winston, lost to the Falcons and Desmond Ritter, and then a beatdown of Chicago on the road. Both of these teams have not played opponents that I feel like I can gauge. Most impressive win between the two teams was the Lions opening season opening win against the Chiefs on the first game of the year, 21 to 20. Aside from that, you've played Seattle and Atlanta, and Green Bay's played Chicago, Atlanta, and New Orleans. I don't really get a good read on either of these teams from these games. This game will really be a good heat check game, I think, for both teams. What are your feelings going into it? Yeah, I mean, so you can kind of look through the past three games, but I think what I've learned from just September football is that every game is kind of isolated. Um, if you start looking into the past matchups a little too much, then you can kind of be led astray. I think, for example, the Packers versus Falcons matchup and then the Lions versus Falcons matchup, Lions obviously had the better showing. They won the, their game. The Packers kind of choked it away. But the Lions just kind of matched up better against the Falcons with their rush defense. 
but then you see the Lions kind of got shredded by the Seahawks pass offense. So uh, really to me, the strength of the Lions is that um, ability to stop the run. I think the Packers, I think Jordan Love's going to be able to get hot against this team. They should be able to get uh, Christian Watson back for this game. So I see uh, Jordan Love getting a lot of completions in this game, moving the football. I expect this to be kind of more high scoring. But in the end, everything is coming up Milwaukee recently. Damian with Lillard Dame time. Lillard, um, with the Brewers clinching their division. And so I got a roll with the Packers plus one and a half at home, um, trying to take down a division rival like they have done historically against the Lions. I think this is going to be a Packers night in the end. The Lions are coming out pretty uh, pretty fast. They are top five in the league in touchdowns a game. Kind of suspected that based on the how powerful their offense was last year. But you know what? Their defense has stepped up a little bit too. Their opponent's points per game, they're 15th in the league, a lot better than last year. Um, they also look a lot better in terms of Limiting the rush. Opponents rush yards a game. They're fifth in the league. 3.2 yards per carry. Really solid numbers. Against the pass, not so hot. So this is a team that plays the run really well. And part of the reason for that is Aiden Hutchinson really continuing to break out in his sophomore year. I mean, they showed in in last week two blockers followed him as he moved from one side of the line to the other and back and forth. They just really are afraid of him, the the teams that play against them. And the Chiefs, we saw the Chiefs, uh, what was his name? The guard that kept shuffling backwards, and nobody was willing to call it until the last parts of the game. I thought it was Donovan Smith, but I might be wrong on that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, but but you remember what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, that was, that was yeah, that was definitely... Um... Some some scripted football right there. And so this is an interesting matchup because they're playing the run really stout, only allowing 72 rush yards a game and that really low percentage per rush. Green Bay's a team that doesn't really run at all. They average 90 yards on the ground a game. Their leading back is, is uh, A.J. Dillon at this point. So this is a team that's, that's trusting Jordan Love to pass through the air. That's the crux of this matchup, I think, is will he shred that Lions secondary that has been more vulnerable than their uh, run run defense? And of course, C.J. Gardner-Johnson is on IR. Emmanuel Mosley, they're one of their cornerbacks. He's questionable. So do they shred the Lions? Does Love get back into rhythm? That's going to be the, I think, determining factor of this game is that that Green Bay passing attack. I personally think that this is going to be a high-scoring one, but I expect Love to make some errors, and I think Detroit wins a shootout in this one. Detroit's a shootout team, and this is a perfect spot for them, even though they're on the road. Give me Detroit and Golf minus one and a half. Do you have any first touchdown scores you're interested in? I'm going to go with Jameer Gibbs. This man is getting a lot more carries a lot more chances to make plays which is what we've been screaming for for the first couple weeks and now with the injury to Montgomery unfortunately Gibbs is in the spotlight and he is so far so good uh doing his job doing what he was drafted to do I think it's time that he finds it finds himself in the end zone 
and maybe it'll be the first score of the game. I think he's got a chance. I'm going Jameer Gibbs, like plus 800. I think it's what I saw. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs got a chance to make it in the end zone first. I like that play. Do you uh, do you know is is Montgomery not playing? I think I saw him questionable. Yeah, I think I think I don't know if it's changed, but the last last reports from like early today are that he's questionable. Even if he does play, coming off an injury, I don't think he can take away too many carries from Gibbs because he showed what he did last week. I think it's time to go. Yeah, I think that's that's probably a good analysis. My first down, first touchdowns, my first down score, my first touchdown score. I'm actually going to go with. I wanted to go with uh, Gibbs, but you said Gibbs, and so now, now I got to come up with somebody else. How about we go and take a look at this passing attack? Give me Amon Ross St. Brown, plus 800. He's a really good target, and I think I think he just likes getting him the ball. Goff, that is. I, I think this is a receiver he really trusts in, and I, I feel I feel a little hopeful. Anytime touchdown scores plus 115, why not start out the game with him? Any props in this one you're interested in? I really like Jordan Love over 19 and a half completions. Mm. Um, whether a, uh, excuse me, whether uh, Aaron Jones plays this game or not, like I talked about earlier, the Lions have a really good run defense. Uh, the Packers are going to do what they do best, and they're going to try the short passing game. I think it's going to, I think it's going to, to succeed. I think you're going to have to dot up the Lions. I think Love will get in a rhythm at home. I think he's going to get a lot of completions in this game. I see him soaring over 19.5 completions. I like Aiden Hutchinson under 3.5 tackles and assist. I think he could get a sack, but the thing is Green Bay just really doesn't run the ball. The only way he's getting tackles and assist are if Love takes off, I think. It's a little hyperbolic, but the line is minus 185, and I think it's really safe. I think it's worth that juice on that one. Anything else on the offensive side of the ball you like? Maybe on the, the Lions? I think I like Sam Laporta over 42.5 receiving yards. Probably wouldn't be my first pick, but he has found a lot of open space because of what the Lions have been have been doing on offense. He's got his spots in the middle of the field, and I think I think he's got a shot to do the same against the Packers. I think 42.5. So far, he's been crushing all of his overs, so why not keep rocking with it? That's a very fair pick, and you could look at possibly taking him for a uh, for a first touchdown scorer. I think you could definitely look, look that way. Um, I think you might be able to parlay these two right here, if it, if it lets you. Parlay of the game. Why don't we look at the two quarterbacks? Jordan Love... Over a touchdown and a half. Jared Goff, over a touchdown and a half. If Montgomery doesn't play, they're kind of cheesing Gibbs a little bit. He doesn't seem kind of powerful enough in the schemes that they have to just punch it in at the goal line. I think this is a lot of passing, and I think this is a lot of scoring. Together, give me Goff over a touchdown and a half and Love over a touchdown and a half. I think this one ends like... 30 to 40 something in the 30s 40s so i think these would be a really two quick two-leg parlay that has a real good shot of hitting do you like that 
Yeah, let's ride with it. Let's ride I'll, with I'll it. I'll put 50 cents on it. That's a 50 cent piece. You got any $10 free bets lying around? I, I, that's, I, I come to you for those bets because you have, they're falling out of your pockets. I'm out of, I'm out of $10 free bets. Also, Christian Watson does play. I do like the plus 230 anytime touchdown score because when he was playing last season, he just had a knack for the end zone. He's just too small. How tall is he? Taller than you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just kind of making stuff up. No, he's he's a baller though. I do like him. If he plays, you could look at a lot of his lines. That's what I'm saying. You have anything else on this game? I think I've given a lot, Nick. Mm. Um, correct score. Uh, let's say 24 Packers, 22 Lions. Book it. I'm going uh 31 to 21. Okay. Lions win. And that's that's moderate. That's a conservative estimate on this game. Could be a 38 to 24. Don't know. We've got a lot to talk about for Saturday. College football returning with another spectacular week in store for us. NFL Sunday entering week four as well. Figures to be a good one, not just this Thursday night game. Check out our latest pods coming out very soon on these topics. Follow us on X, Goalpost Gambling, no O and post. Email us, DM us, goalpostgambling at gmail.com. Check us out online at goalpostgambling.com. Uh, we've got lots in store in terms of content coming out as we dive further into this NFL season. Final thoughts, Justin? Um, follow me on Twitter. I mean, on X. I mean, uh, GPG underscore Justin. I'm trying to get going. I'll be posting some picks for the for the Ryder Cup. The and, what? And for the uh, WNBA Conference Finals. Oh, my God. So uh, give me a shot. He's, he's, he's all about non-football activities. We've got to get into this, this Hoops and a Hardwood. That's coming out at the end of this week. Lots to talk about with this Damian Lillard trade. This changes the whole NBA landscape. It does. NBA will be here before, uh, before you know it. And soon we'll have baseball football and basketball 2k two 2k is going to be unplayable running the the lillard and Giannis pick and roll like he still don't play 2k 17 bro hey hey you know i'm gonna i'm gonna update the rosters it'll be fine we will see you guys on these pods very soon as we head further into the week until then we're gonna meet at the books and lay down some clams